Chapter 1 Emma You may do with her as you wish. I wash my hands of her. Those were the words that I first comprehended as I awoke, my mind unusually foggy. Everything that came before was garbled, as if I had cotton stuffed into my ears. My eyes felt as if lead weights were pressed upon them, too heavy to open, and a bitter taste coated my tongue. My head thumped in time with my beating heart. I didn't want to surface from the safe warmth of my slumber. Surely she could be spoken for easily enough. A hasty marriage. Her face and body are more than appealing to any man. A woman responded to the man's insistent words. No. His tone was emphatic, sharp. That will not suffice. My money, if you please. My head was clearing enough to recognize the voice. It was my stepbrother, Thomas. Who was he speaking with and why? The topic was odd. Everything was odd. Why were they talking in my bedroom while I slept? It was time to discern the answer. Stirring, I pushed up from the bed to sit, my eyes fluttering open, then widening in surprise. This wasn't my bedroom. The walls were not robin's egg blue, but a garish ruby red. The room was gaudy and softly lit. Equally red velvet drapes hung at the windows. The room imbued decadence, extravagance, tawdry deeds. I rubbed at my sleepy eyes, making sure I was not dreaming, taking a moment to clear my head. Thomas stood tall with his erect bearing by the door, palm out, speaking with a woman over a foot shorter. She wore an emerald green satin gown that had her ample cleavage all but spilling over the top and showcased a narrow waist. Her jet-black hair was piled high, creatively so, in the latest of styles, with artful curls down her nape. She was beautiful, her skin an alabaster white, her lips tinged with coloring, her eyes darkened with coal. She was as decadent as her surroundings. She moved gracefully to a large desk, situated before an unlit fireplace, and smoothly opened the top drawer. Her eyes shifted to me and made notice that I was awake, but made no mention of it. She removed a small stack of bills and handed them to Thomas. He was a big man, broad and imposing, and could easily make the strongest of men nervous. But not this woman. She didn't cower. She didn't simper. She only tilted her chin up in a haughty way at the transaction. Thomas! My voice came out scratchy and I cleared my throat. <clears> Thomas! I repeated. What is happening? His dark eyes narrowed as he fixed his gaze on me. Only hatred showed in their inky depths. It had been disinterest that was usually there. The singer was new. His father married my mother when I was five and Thomas fifteen. Both parents widowed years prior. The union was more for money than affection, and when they died, he of a fall from a horse and she a year later of consumption, I was left under the guardianship of Thomas. Although he had never been affectionate or overly interested in me, I had wanted for nothing. You are awake, he grumbled, his mouth turned down in a frown. The laudanum dose was not as substantial as I expected. My mouth fell open. Laudanum! It was no wonder I struggled to comprehend. What? I don't understand. I ran my hand over my hair, my severe bun having lost several of its pins and some long tendrils brushed along my neck. Licking my dry lips, I glanced between the strange woman and Thomas. My stepbrother was an attractive man, in a conservative, severe fashion. He was precise, concise, and exacting. 
Strict would also be apt, as would severe. His suit was black, his dark hair slicked and shiny with pomade, his mustache full yet fiercely maintained. Some said we looked similarly, even though we were not formally related, our eyes the same bright blue, hair dark as night. However, our countenance was quite different. Thomas's emotions matched his attire. Oster and tense, a trait also found in his father. I, however, was considered to be more placid, the peacemaker in the family. With our parents dead, I lived with Thomas and his wife Mary and their three children. A part of a hectic household, I was always able to maintain some semblance of light-heartedness, in contrast to my siblings' less generous nature. Thomas sighed, as if wasting time on a recalcitrant child. This is Miss Pratt. I relinquish my guardianship of you to her.